Bueller. 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 Welcome back, everybody, to Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Cope. And we have a very special guest this week, Jonathan Carlisle from the Princess Bride Minute. Welcome, Jonathan. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here. Oh, this is... uh... It's very weird that I'm very excited to be on this show, even though I've only seen this movie one time. Let me tell you, I was telling this to Victoria off mic before we started, but I think you might have been the first week that I actually committed to the schedule because you watched, I think you, I, I feel like, I think I saw your post about like watching the movie maybe days before our first week had gone up, but we had only recorded that first week at the time. So I wasn't really officially like I hadn't started scheduling everybody or hadn't figured everyone out yet. And uh, I don't know. I'm. Oh, I, I don't want to like dig too deep into what's going to happen this week on the show. But uh, <laughs> you had some pretty. You had some pretty like quick reactions to like Ferris and Cameron and their relationship. And I was like, this is stuff I want to talk about because I've seen this movie since I was like a little kid growing up, and I have like a fondness for all of these characters. And so I really want to like dig into. I'm excited. I think this is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I just going back into that real quick, just watching this movie one time and watching it as an adult, I was very surprised at uh, how, like, a violent emotional reaction I had to some of this stuff. Sure. But I think it's going to be interesting. We'll get it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah we'll of get course. <laughs> um, well, so for those of you listening, we are starting with minute 81. 81 starts with Cameron opening up. And it ends with Ferris, well, not with Ferris, with Sloane, I wrote repeating her question, but it's more like emphasizing her question. She like, she asks again, like, did you see me when I was, did you see me changing by the pool? And she goes, did you? Like, re-emphasizing that, which yeah. we'll get to at the end of the minute. But uh, before we get there, last week, Cameron was saying that he felt while he was in this like sort of fugue state, this catatonic, like not really reacting to anything state. He said that he felt that he was meditating. And then at the beginning of this minute, he says he, he sort of, um, he says, I sort of watched myself from the inside and realized he, I realized I was being ridiculous, being afraid, worrying about everything, wishing I was dead. It's very heavy. This is very... We are starting this note this week on a very heavy note. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right off the bat. Um, I mean, this is... I can't say the movie's been, like, building to this. Because we've had such a lighthearted time for the last, like, what, two months on the show? <laughs> Probably since they, left the, since they left the restaurant, right? Like, there was the one moment where, where Cameron was like... We haven't seen anything good today. Kind of scoffing in the... Right. But before that, the last time we had anything heavy was... What, him and Sloane in the... When he was talking about his parents? 
after the proposal and then in the restaurant a little bit like a little bit like the conversation that Cameron was having with Sloane during the parade no well I guess that's sort of I mean I guess that's another like I guess that's another moment where he's really opening himself up a little bit yeah but I was thinking more like the the bathroom scene with Cameron with Ferris talking to the camera oh I see I see and he's talking about how how Cameron has this like crummy home life and things aren't good for him and so Cameron here has been very like he's being very reflective well yeah because yeah. they don't know what was going on in his mind while he was not communicating with them so he's kind of like letting them in and letting them know what was on his mind well yeah he was kind of elsewhere well I think last week we just talked about that he hasn't really up to this point he hasn't really opened up about himself at all either Mm-hmm. and so it's nice it's, I mean, I don't want to say, oh, it's nice that he's talking about his feelings, but it's like this really depressing, this kind of heartfelt <laughs> moment of him. He says he was looking at himself from the inside. Isn't that, uh, isn't that opposite? Of, you know, normally people talk about like an out-of-body experience where they're kind of looking back on themselves. It was this... Yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, I thought it was kind of an odd phrasing, and I was like, oh, do you mean like an out-of-body experience, but he says from the inside, so it's like, oh. No, I, I don't think it's an out-of-body experience. I think it's more of a sort of meditative, like a mindfulness thing. This, like, you... He's sort of, in my interpretation, recognizing that, like... I don't know. I always got this impression. I Maybe it's because of, like my beliefs in like whatever philosophy or whatever but this sort of like separateness of like who the 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 self from the body Uh and sort of this witness like he's he's focusing on this awareness of what is going on for him the the body that he's puppeteering that sounds weird i don't want to say it like that but there seems to be like even though he's not observing himself from the outside, there's still a distinct separation from the awareness that is observing the situation that he's in right now and the person who's in the catatonic state. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's, uh, I guess I, I see his personality and I, I think that he's probably a guy that that uh, is probably not a stranger to this, so I guess it's kind of surprising to hear him say it at this point in the game. Mm-hmm. Um but but maybe he's not really. Maybe he's not so introspective all the time. Maybe he's just been shut down. And maybe this was kind of like he finally decided to just open his eyes and take a look at what's going on instead of just being closed off to things. Yeah, I definitely feel like up to this point he's been sort of... We talked about this a little bit. that like I don't think he and Ferris have talked about in-depth, like what it's what life is like for him or what his position is or what he wants to do after school like there's definitely a i don't think the two of them connect on that sort of emotional level where we had cameron and sloan at the parade talking about like what are you going to do when you graduate or what are you interested in and the two of them are it was sort of in a light-hearted state but letting him open up a little bit sure yeah and so I definitely, I do, I do think that this is probably the first time that he's really like laying everything out there for someone else. Yep. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I definitely agree. I do not think that Ferris and Cameron connect on certain emotional levels, which I think we will see later on in this week too. Yeah, absolutely. I think the two of them are, I mean, 
things are easy for Ferris, right? We had a, we talked, Victoria, we talked last week, the week before last, about this bit of cut dialogue from the script where Sloane was telling Ferris, like, no, this is a problem. Like, things might not, like, it might not be a problem to you, but it is a problem to Cameron. Right. And Ferris sort of, I mean, he does have it easy. Things kind of work out for him where this entire movie, Cameron <laughs> has been kind of, right. exa- no, it, it absolutely works out for him. He doesn't even have to like sweat it. And, and Cameron has been kind of worried about this the entire, just the whole time. Like, I don't, this, but, it, but, but Cameron's struggle to this point has been this sort of abstract, like, at first it was that he was, he felt sick. Or that, that's why he wasn't at school, because he was sick. And then it was, oh, I'm worried about the car. And then it was, oh, we haven't seen anything good today, and we should get the car home because it means my ass. Right. But it, But this is the first time that it's been like, where he's actually looking at it and saying, no, this is me. And this is something that, like, I need to stop, or that I need to deal with, or, like, overcome. I just think it's an interesting, like, shift in perspective for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll, we're going to see, a, I think, I like the way the minutes lay out this week. I think we get a lot of shifting back and forth. Like, each, uh, the minutes kind of lay out where, you know, one minute's one way, the the next minute's a different way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, even even in this one, even in this one, like, after his... Because he does admit, like, just how low he's gotten, like, being afraid, worrying about everything, wishing I was dead. Like, it's a, it's a very heavy sort of statement. And then right on the heels of that, he says, he says he's tired of it. And then he says, it's the best day of my life. Right. So, so the movie could end right here and this would be Ferris's perfect day. Yes. Yes, because he's. this is the last time, I think from the monologue at the beginning, this is like the last time that they'll get the chance to have a day like this. Like, they are graduating soon, and this is the ninth time he's played sick, and there's probably not going to be another chance for this sort of adventure before the year, before the school year is over. And he wanted to show Cameron a good time, and here it's he's succeeded. And he thinks, well, yeah, no, I'm gonna stand by that. Ferris has succeeded. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, <gasps> yes, if the if the movie ended right now, Ferris succeeded. Just <laughs> like sure, sure, whatever you need. Well, Gary. but see, my argument here is here's how I'm gonna justify this: like <laughs> Ferris succeeded. <laughs> Because up to this point, like, Ferris has planned everything to the T. Not, I mean, we don't know. I mean, We assume that Ferris has planned everything. He wanted to show Cameron a good day. He had all these ideas for, like, how he could achieve that. We are back home. The car is home. I mean, there is a problem. The, the miles need to come off the car, but either they'll solve... Yeah, we'll talk about that. Either they'll solve that right. or they won't. Right, but but this this uh, I guess why I keep saying that is this minute is for Ferris's point of view, 
this yeah. this is like a good uh, conclusion to the essay kind of thing where Cameron is hitting all the points. He's saying he was tired of worrying, uh-huh. um, you know, which Ferris has mentioned before. He said he, he'll miss you guys next year, which is, you know, Ferris has been looking forward yes. to, to looking at what's coming. Um, your best day of my life. And then at the end of this minute, we get a start of a conversation about the, you know, seeing Sloan change your clothes, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, Ferris had said in earlier minutes about, hoping basically hoping that Cameron would uh you know be a little looser on sex I guess that he yeah yeah he had he, the, the he conversation be, with, yeah he won't be uh, so connected it wouldn't, yes. wouldn't uh, ruin him I guess by yes I forget what he, how he says it but um he was talking to the Cameron he was telling him uh, he was telling the audience that uh Cameron's never been in love and that he'll marry the first girl he lays and so, and then I think, um, I think our conversation with Cassandra, we sort of dug into that a little bit deeper, but. So he's hit, he's hitting all the points in this. Minute. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. He's like result. We're tying all the, we're tying all those knots, which is nice. And then I think for, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not here to excuse Ferris, but the things that happen at the end of this week. I think are at this point out of Ferris's hands. Um, so like I mean, he didn't of. he didn't set out to like help Cameron destroy the car, right? Like he set out to show him a good time, and and Cameron has had a good day, and there is going to be fallout for it. But right now, it's not that much. A couple <laughs> like miles on the car is okay. Destroying the car is another matter. As true. And, and and we don't we don't really it's, have to worry about that this week. <laughs> it's it's just all a, a large chain of events that unfortunately Ferris is still the catalyst for. Yeah, yeah. I was literally I mean, just about to be like, I mean, he is responsible, right? He, there is a level of responsibility there. Oh sure, sure. I understand yep, that. Yep. F- Ferris definitely uh, started spinning that egg on top of the pin, and for right now, it's balancing. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's looking okay right now. It's, We're it's, doing all right in this minute. This is a good minute. This is the highlight of it's the week. Getting a little wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is this 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 is the emotional high point of the week. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, we do shift gears a little bit. He says it's the best day of his life, and he tells them he's going to miss them. And then, yes, actually, before I even get to Sloane asking about him seeing her change, Victoria, we talked about them, like, changing clothes. Mm Mm-hmm. And the only person who's actually dressed in, like, different clothes is Cameron. Right. And it's just the t-shirt. Right. Which is inside out. It's it, yes out. yes you know I just caught that like right before we started when we were rewatching the minutes like not even when I took my notes I was like oh his shirt's inside out other than the jersey every time you see him in clothing it's inside out the jersey wasn't inside out but the t-shirt he was wearing with the medical symbol was inside out not when we saw it in the sequence when he was on the phone with Rooney but it ended up, oh it ended up inside out by the time he got to Ferris's house for whatever reason when did no 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 because when he's on the phone with Rooney at Ferris's when uh-huh. he's like playing Mr. Peterson. Uh-huh. We see the medical could do symbol. That's the right. only thing on his shirt, but his shirt's right side out then because the logo's on the outside. Right. I don't think At we've some point, seen... it ends up I don't think we've seen out. this brown shirt again. 
This shirt that he's wearing, I have no idea what's on it. Until can you tell? What's I on can't it? tell either because it's tell. inside out. Um, but this is the first time I think we've seen this T-shirt. Is he just wearing? It's almost the same color. Whatever shirt he's wearing in the suspenders is that just underneath the jersey the no, whole time? No, I have a, actually. I have a question for you. This is almost the same color shirt as he was wearing in the sh- in in the house. Right. Do you think the costume department screwed like, up? Yeah, they didn't have the right shirt, and <laughs> they're, they're like, like "Let's turn it inside shirt? out. It's the same color. Nobody will notice." <laughs> he was in the pool like it makes sense that he took it off and put it back on like we can excuse that like until we really started looking at this movie like this I didn't notice they were different shirts I guess they did their job then (laughs) yeah like it it works no one's they didn't expect anyone to be looking at this minute by minute Uh, Uh, so so you're you're saying that right you're saying right now that this is this is a different shirt that like this is the first time you've seen this shirt in the movie. Yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen this shirt, and it's like the same color as the one he was wearing in, in right. Ferris's house in the beginning, but it doesn't have that medical could do symbol. It's got like text across it, but I can't even it's because it's inside out. I can't even read what's on the shirt, but the symbol's different. But the okay, so. I guess I'm trying to get at why text. is it why is it inside out like because this shirt didn't get wet this wasn't the I shirt he was wearing yeah this is a I have no idea maybe it was just maybe it was just like I mean he's a teenager a pile of dirty clothes on his floor and he just threw it on like didn't even I can wear this for another day if I wear it inside out uh. I, I, that's gross <laughs> you always see I, that in movies especially with like the guys who are bachelors or high school college like. Underwear, socks, shirts. They do the smell test, and it's just like, eh, eh, it's all right. It's fine. It back on. <laughs> I, I seem to remember, and I don't remember when it was. I seem to remember sometime, maybe early '90s, even. So this would almost kind of fit that time that that there was kind of a a minor fashion statement to wear your stuff inside out. Interesting. Well, I remember people wearing their their stuff backwards because of crisscross. Oh, oh my right. god. <laughs> but I don't remember people doing the inside out thing. But I'm not. I'm not surprised. I mean, it was. A, it was in fashion at one point to keep the tags on your clothes. So yeah. weird. Yeah. That's so weird. I don't especially like with that. hats. Like you see the stickers that are on baseball yes, hats. Yes, I do see that. And they that keep them me, on. Uh, it's like why? I don't understand. I, I mean, this is a different, an entire different. But like people who keep the stickers on their baseball caps. Or, like, people that leave the Barnes & Noble 20% off sticker on their books that they buy. Like, yeah, it's that drives me crazy. Don't... <laughs> that's not even supposed to be there. Take it over there. I hate uh, the book tags that don't come off very easy. I know. Uh, they peel and they stick. And I'm just like, you just... You ruined this hardcover. Like, like thanks. That drives me... As a bookseller, that, that really <laughs> hurts me. So do they? This is totally sidebar, but do they? Uh, do they make stickers that are purposefully like easy to peel off um, for that purpose? We, you know, have you ever seen? I'm sure you've seen them in like places. Some we we have the um, there's stickers that are just the little circles that are like a solid color, like little orange dots or red dots that you'll see at like places right. that have stuff on bargain. We have stuff like that that we use at the bookstore, and those peel off pretty cleanly, which is nice. But I think I think in that case, it just depends on like how long the stickers on the book. Like mm. if we have stuff on that clearance shelf for more than six, seven, eight months, like then it might have been there long enough that it's not gonna peel as clean. But 
Um, those tend to be things that like either don't sell in store or we can't return anyway. So I'm not as worried. But when we get like new hardcovers that the publisher has put a sticker on, I'm just like, I hate this. This makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's stuff from the publisher, because I'm like, like you're you you should know better. That's true. You should. Know you would better. think so. You would think so. Uh. Okay, so I don't think we ever actually. So we didn't actually get to the conversation about like Sloane asking Cameron. Did you see me change, Cameron? You naughty, naughty boy. He wasn't like <laughs> leering at her though. But he was I mean, literally like staring off into the distance. But but in that moment, like kind of like Do you think he like was, like, peripheral, her the side like, eye, like watching her. Oh, corners. exactly. Oh, God. oh, because there's a girl nearby, and there might be boobies. Uh, um, <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna sneak looks over there. Did she? Was yeah, she so, wearing a bathing okay, suit? So, uh, no, she was No, in it looked like she was just underclothes. Broad pants. The same way that like 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 Ferris Which is was precarious in swimming in, in in that, you know. Okay. You're already showing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were about so to I, say I, something, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I was just just wondering about that. Just imagining him like being in his uh, meditative state. And yeah, was he was he just spaced out? but he was still aware of what was going on or was he kind of taking little breaks from his uh, introspection to <laughs> kind of look around and take in is, the, is that how is that how it works taking the scenery well let me take, Wait, there, let me take there's a, break. a moment we didn't see where his eyes just slide over to the side as he's like watching <laughs> right exactly he's just like mm? <laughs> oh god i why all of a sudden when you made that sound in my head i heard the like tim allen like home Ah, oh, as much as I do love that show, uh, it was not my intention. <laughs> yeah. Yes, meanwhile, Cameron in his in his in his, in his mind is is doing that that thing that Tim Allen does at her. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I I mean, That's, yep. She's so cute here, in my opinion. Like in just the white t shirt, like her hair, like kind of down over her shoulder. I don't know. She's just like adorable this week, guys. I really like Mia Sarah. <laughs> Does she have uh, shoulder pads or are her shoulders just really hunched up? <laughs> I think because she's, it looks shoulder to me pads that were she's in. got like her hands in her lap, like she's leaning forward a little bit. So it looks like her shoulders are like up by her, like on the sides of her head. Yeah, I think that's her real shoulders, not, <laughs> not shoulder pads. Not pads. <laughs> uh, All real, baby. So it looks like she's, I thought she was wearing a different outfit too. <laughs> I thought she was wearing a different outfit too, but she, she just had no. She had over this white top. Uh-huh. She had like a blue, like a tank top top. Right. And then she had her jacket over that. I see. So I think she just lost a couple layers. Okay. Um, instead of changing completely, in which case, I will go back and argue that that pool they were at was not at Sloane's house. Because it's more fun in my head. Just my because it's head more canon. fun in your head doesn't mean it's the one that's if most they're logical. Just, well, I mean, <laughs> hey, I can go back and point at the commentary where John Hughes says that he doesn't think this is any of their houses. 
He does he say that? Yeah, he does oh, okay. say that. Didn't I well, mention so that? I thought no. I mentioned that two weeks ago. I don't remember that. <laughs> Fine. I don't know. I tune you out sometimes. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We're recording and Victoria's just not even here. It's the, it's the same facts over and over again. It's just like, I've already heard this, Gary. God damn it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> not okay, everyone... So I'm, I'm going to guess because of the pool. Uh, so we've got Cameron and Ferris's hair is a lot more wet than Sloane's. Yeah. Is. Ferris's she, hair looks she, wet. Did she not go in the water at all then? Ferris threw her into the pool. Yeah, but her I don't hair know should be very wet right now. If she went underwater. If you're being thrown in the pool, she definitely was submerged not if in it's water. Like we don't know how oh, deep the pool is. I, no, her. I've known a lot of teenage. I know a lot of teenage girls that fought really hard to keep their head above the water, no matter what. Yeah, I, I could have swore we see her actually go in the water. Like he throws we her can, and she lands in the water. We can verify this if you want. To. <laughs> Because I have women's hair when it's wet is uh does not it takes us quite a bit of effort to dry. Oh yeah, no, her hair is no, definitely her soaked. Definitely her hair wet. is soaked before they even throw her in. Okay, yeah. no, no, her hair, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Maybe guys. Cameron has a hair dryer. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, her hair is really dry for being out of the pool. Not even like an hour ago. I mean, they were driving in a convertible. She could have air air dried. Oh, and then it wouldn't look so nice after being air dried. <laughs> no, it'd probably be like really. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Telling you, girl problems. No, this is not. How this, <laughs> this is not how this would work. <laughs> no, I have no. I have no idea. I Her no hair idea. would be a mess. <laughs> Maybe she had a brush. Right. I mean, do girls do carry brushes <laughs> with themselves? There you go. But uh, I don't. Has she had a purse this whole time? She had a backpack. Right? Did she have a? She had a backpack when she left she had, the school. Yeah, she had stuff. No, you're right because she was doing like homework at the baseball game. Yeah, so she has. So stuff. she has a bag. She might, she might have a brush. There you go. Girls carry brushes with them. So maybe maybe that's why I do. her hair looks okay. There you go. She brushed her hair. Okay, she brushed it. <laughs> it would still be wet, but you know, whatever. Whatever. I think I only have one more bit for this this minute in particular. Um, in the script, the conversation here doesn't, like, this conversation that, that happens between Sloane and Cameron right here is not in the script. Uh, instead, when Cameron says that he was meditating, he says, I've been thinking all day that if you could only have the use, well, no, he says, oh, there was something before, it doesn't matter. I think he says the same line before this, like... Wish and I was dead, all that stuff, I'm sick of it. And then he says, I've been thinking all day that if I could only, if you could only have the use of one word, what would it be? And, and Ferris kind of jokes and says, Sloane changed before your eyes and you're thinking about words. And Sloane says, God bless you, Cameron. And he's like, thank you, Sloane. Like, oh, he's such a good guy. Um, <laughs> But I'm interested before I tell you what, because they each have, Cameron and, uh, Ferris and Sloane both have, like, their guesses. But before we, if you could only have the use of one word, what would it be? Like, I, I for anything? Put, yeah, like, you could only use one word. Like, that's your, you, the, like, Hodor status. You've only got one word yeah, you can one repeat. One word. Like a Pokemon. What word would it be? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, well, Groot has those guys beat, then. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, no kidding. 
Oh boy. I'm not good at these on the spot things. I know. Right, I'm sorry. Like, oh. Sloan says love. Ferris jokes and says cash. <laughs> Ferris <laughs> then says hello, which is kind of boring. Oh, well, what do you, <laughs> what do you say after that then? Um, hello. Like hello. hello. Someone goes back hello. to you. Hello. 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 <laughs> and then it ends up being that scene in Jurassic Park where all the clones of like John Hammond come out. Hello, John. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it ends up being at that point. Jeez. Oh, it's so funny. Well, what? Do you have an answer, Gary? To ask I mean, I have, I have Cameron's answer and I don't think I can beat it. You would, oh, we'll you're saying it. you would take Cameron's answer. Cameron's answer is help. Wow. Yeah! Right? (laughs) Wow. That's a... He says, the answer is help. And then he stands up to go check on the car. Like, they just drop the conversation in the script. And I'm just like, that was amazing! That's pretty damn great. Isn't it? Oh, it's so good. I think it shows so much of, like, what was going on in his head while he was in this sort of, like, spaced out state. Which I think is uh, interesting. I didn't really think anything about it until prepping for these minutes, but uh, just the whole fact that the entire movie, we've got the community uh, with this whole save Ferris thing. Yeah. But yeah. The, the fact that, well, at least the, the version that we see on the screen here, I know you've talked about different different things they thought about doing, um, but Ferris seems to be unaware of all of that. But mm-hmm. I do think it's nice despite whatever my feelings are for Ferris, I do think it's nice that he's unaware of everyone else trying to save Ferris when he's trying to save Cameron. Yes. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about it like that. I, I'm, I was, I'm so interested in, I, I've been so interested in the fact that Ferris is sort of oblivious to the fact that people are like looking for him, like, like Rooney and Jeannie. I didn't even consider that the alternative is also happening that like we've mentioned multiple times that the town is rallying behind him, but you're right. Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem to be aware of it in any sense. I like that. Oh man. I like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I just, he has been in this state of, he's brought up, Every time he's talked to the camera, he's talked about... Almost every time, he's talked about Cameron. I think since the opening... Like, the opening monologue didn't have any Cameron bits. But from the moment that he, like, called Cameron, I think every fourth wall break, almost, has been in reference to Cam, also. I didn't think about it, but they really are... I don't want to say they're not like hammering home that like Ferris is trying to show Cameron a good time, but I guess the scene in the taxi sort of does that when he's like, what do you mean you've seen nothing good? Like, why are you lying to my face? (laughs) (laughs) It makes me really happy that we start this week with him saying this is the best day of my life. (laughs) Just because like, for dramatic irony purposes, like we know what's about to happen. <laughs> this is fun. Well, he might. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. After, after after everything that happens, he might still say that. But it's just uh, you know he's still got to go through a few more doors. But true, very true. I'm interested. We're gonna have. Um, I don't know. I'm sure we'll get to it. 
later this week. But at some point we're going to have to discuss, like, where Cameron goes from here. And that's a conversation I'm excited to have. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just kind of, like, waiting to have that at this point. Yeah. Because ev- yeah, everything got a few turns from here. There's a, there's, a tur- you're, there's a turn happening here. I don't know. How do you feel, Victoria? I feel good. This is a good minute to yeah. start with. Yeah. Do you have anything more before we uh, move on? No, there's a lot more nicer, a lot more dialogue to talk about. Oh, oh, so much more dialogue to talk about. How do you feel, Jonathan? Oh, I'm I'm good with this one. Awesome. Uh, I'm trying trying not to move on. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, how about uh, let everyone know where they can find you before we move on to, to tomorrow? Yeah. Um. At at this point, we have. Uh, I'm from the Princess Bride minute, and we've we've actually finished the movie. Yes. Um. We do. We, we, I don't know how many, but we do have a few like bonus episodes that we're going to have. Um, one exciting thing to really date this, this, uh, episode. Um, but the publisher of the Princess Bride book, they contacted us and cause there is a new edition coming out in October. Um, it is, well, see the book is actually from 1973, but the movie is from 1987. Mm. So this is, this is the 30th anniversary of the movie, but they released a book, um, for the 30th anniversary of the movie where the book is actually like 44 years old or something like that. Anyway. Interesting. Um, so they, they have a, a new copy and, um, it's got a, a lot of, uh, extra bonus stuff in it. There's a lot of, uh, artwork and stuff that we the book has never really had a lot of artwork in it. Um, but the fun part is that they contacted us and, uh, that's me and Steve Lasto and they sent each of us a book just for that's promotion so cool. purposes. That's so cool. So, I saw, I saw some of your pictures and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is such a beautiful book. Oh, uh, it was exciting. Very exciting. That's and awesome. there's actually, I, I haven't really dug into it too much, but there is actually some changes that they made, like, uh, uh, different introductions and stuff like that, that, <gasps> That's it's oh. kind of a cool thing about the book is like the different editions and the twenty fifth anniversary had a different introduction so like the book kind of keeps changing with every edition. Let but, me tell you, because I work at a bookstore, like we've we have multiple editions. So my coworker, because I was telling her I've never read the book before. My my coworker, uh, our friend Kelly, who was actually on maybe a month or so ago, um she was telling me about like one of the introductions to the book and I don't think either of us realized that there were different ones. And so each copy we opened had like a different like introduction, like this is the introduction to this edition. And I was like, this is so it's cool that the book itself is evolving as they publish new, new versions of it. Like that's a fascinating way to like use the medium. Yeah. Which kind of is, is bad. Cause I, I, I tend to, uh, I, I tend to collect, so okay. now that means <laughs> now you just have to now, get all of them. <laughs> now that means that yeah, I've got to I've got to find all the different uh, variations of it. But mm. but it's cool to it's cool <laughs> to start it off with this slope. nice new one. Oh yeah, Victoria, you know, collecting of any kind can be a slippery slope. I just tell you that. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. Funny. Any anybody want any uh, uh, Pez dispensers? Because I've got a lot of them. <laughs> You know, if, if you had a Boba Fett one, maybe. <laughs> Although I, th- I, I got one, I got one already, but uh, I, w- I was unfortunately it wasn't in the package. So. All for the Boba Fett stuff. <laughs> Anything Boba Fett related, yes. That's, that's just one of my many character obsessions. We know. Yeah. It's Boba Fett and Snape. 
I have, I think I have, like, a character obsession from most big movies. Yeah? Like, for Lord of the Rings, it's Frodo. Everything Frodo. Yeah, it's funny because I think, is Frodo the only, like, straight-up hero character you root for? Oh. Because, like, yeah, we can have the Snape is a good guy argument, and I don't want to have that here. But... But he's not Frodo Baggins. No, no, definitely not. Like, Frodo's, like, the is, pure is soul. so pure. I yeah. love him. <laughs> I love Frodo so much. Uh, that was my first character obsession my husband, like, learned when we first started dating, is uh, I was really obsessed with Frodo at the time. So everything Frodo-related, he would, like, come and, like, he would buy me and buy me a little gifts Aww. when we went on dates and that kind of stuff. So I still have all my Frodo stuff. That's cute. Uh, other than the fact, well, I mean, like, Boba Fett's a bounty hunter. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Well, I love Master Chief, even though that's from a video game series, and he's a Which hero. Which is funny, because you've never played those games either. You've read the I've books, read all though, the books, so I guess though. it counts. Oh, I love those books. <laughs> those books are so good. It's I love so them. weird to be you're the only person I know of who's only engaged with Halo through the books. Yes, that's, that's it. Like, that's <laughs> that like someone weird. telling me they've never hey, listened to hey, Night Vale, but they've read I've... the Night Vale novel. I've played some of the games in two-player with my friend. Okay. But he does most of the work. <laughs> he makes me, he makes me be arbiter, and I just, like, do what he tells me to do. He's like, go over there and pick that up. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And I walk over there, pick it up. That's funny. And then I'll be like, there's things shooting at me. He's like, hold on. I'll be over there. <laughs> it's just that whole thing. You're not good with first-person shooting. No, I'm not at all. If it's, an, if it's an RPG, I'm fine. Or... Uh, Anything in which like it's a uh, it's third person that I'm I'm great. <laughs> even even with guns in third person, I have I have a bit of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. targeting that way is guns in third person are weird to me. We're not here to talk about video. I games. know this isn't Ferris Bueller the video game. <laughs> oh my God, Ferris Bueller the video game. Hold on. That would be boring. Do you really think so? <laughs> What? <laughs> it's make it like a top down 80s, like 8 bit, like you're going around town and you got to pick up collectibles and do different, like little side It just makes things. me think it would, would be have done a up good, like, like a overarching mission, but. Uh. It, oh, it, you could, like, different levels could be, like, you're playing different characters, and, you know, some of them could be, like, yes! you're playing Genie, and you're, you're trying to catch Ferris. I would say, if it was if it was released around the time that the movie was released, it makes me think it would be done up like the original Grand Theft Auto, where it was, like, uh, from above, and, like, instead of, like, being, instead of being able to see your character, it would be looking like you're from the sky, looking down ah. as you walk around, like you can make them walk and get the car. Do you want, do you want, let's, <laughs> let's have a little bit, because we're talking about video games right now. Do you want a little bit more to date this episode? Oh gosh. I just found <laughs> the Stranger Things mobile game and it's a eight, I don't want to call it an eight bit, but it's definitely like that kind of like retro sure. style like yes okay it, it reminds me of like a legend like a, like a top-down legend of zelda game where you have like a map that you're exploring and there's different dungeons that you go to to pick up different characters and different items and get upgrades and collect it's so good it's so good i probably put like five or six hours into <laughs> it in the last few days that's hilarious i'll be done by the time this airs all right that'd be That'd be really cool if they did something in the game where if you, like, since it's the mobile version, if you flipped your phone upside down, then, like, you <gasps> enter the... They do have, they do have, like, an upside down that you can travel to, kind of, um, like, Link to the Past style. 
but it's not, oh my god, like, having the phone element, like, flipping the phone element would be cool. I think there's, like, a collectible, like, if you collect a certain number of, like, VHS tapes or something, you unlock a new video, <laughs> like, a new trailer or something. And so I'm just, like, so excited because that show's coming soon, guys. Huh. I love Stranger Things. That's not what we're here to talk about either. We should move on to tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Come on now. Let's move on to tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everybody. You can find us at, of course, Ferris Bueller's Minute Off on DuelingGenre.com. Um, we are on Facebook, iTunes, all those things. So go check us out over there and come back tomorrow for Minute 82 of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Donkey Show. Demogorgon. <laughs> Demogorgon. Yeah. <laughs>